This is AC Primetime Radio. The new media is taking over where the old media failed. A fascist dictatorship. Are you high right now? Can you stay kind of... You are fake news. Live from the home of Miss America, it's time to reimagine, redevelop, reinvest, and track the reinvention of Atlantic City. This is AC Primetime Radio with Mel Taylor. Cutting salaries, benefits, and boat checks. That's what the man currently in charge of Atlantic City wants to do. Senator Jeffrey Chiesa. He's the man in charge of Atlantic City. The former state senator, the attorney general, formerly, and the current CEO of the financially ailing Atlantic City. Chiesa was a guest, and I'm talking A-level guest, on the Harry Hurley radio show on WPG. On Friday morning, March 17th, some of the stuff you're going to hear over the next couple of minutes, I'm going to play a clip right now. Matter of fact, not just a clip, I'm going to play the whole thing. My name is Mel Taylor on AC Primetime Radio, and Kiesa, Mr. Jeff Kiesa, says stuff like, well, wow, the Atlantic City police chief, talk about a haircut. His $210,000 salary will be reduced to the new top cap of $165,000. Social media is buzzing. They claim that Mayor Don Guardian is using this public safety crisis as a way of pandering to Atlantic City voters. Protecting high salaries, high benefits. Is the mayor of Atlantic City putting on a show? That's what Jeffrey Chiesa has suggested. Boat checks crippling the municipal budget. Terminal leave checks for up to $300,000 for unused sick and vacation and personal time costing the Atlantic City taxpayers about $19 million. All of this stuff being discussed in detail. Listen to this. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 1450 with Jeffrey Chiesa. Joining us now, he's always Hurley, never late. Very good friend of mine for a number of years. Our former senator, United States senator, former New Jersey attorney general, and he is Governor Christie's state designee, uh, the chief executive officer of Atlantic City. Uh, my good friend Jeff Chiesa joins us now. Senator, good morning to you. Happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way. I'm in green. Good morning, Harry. Uh, same to you. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Let me give you an opening comment. Anything that you would like to begin with, Senator? Well, thanks, Harry. And as always, it's great to be spending time with you. Uh, you know, we, we're confronted with an extraordinarily difficult problem in Atlantic City. And unfortunately, right now, um, despite the fact that we've made progress on a bunch of fronts, we've seen the settlement we had with the Borgata, where the Borgata essentially took $100 million less than they could have been entitled to, not not because it made them feel good, but because they recognized that the city simply can't pay those bills. And that was an extraordinary act by a, a great corporate citizen. Uh, you've seen the Taj Mahal is going to be reopened now. That's really encouraging news, and that's because uh, through Governor Christie's leadership and the team that we have in Atlantic City, we're doing everything we can to create an environment and a sustainability for the city. Unfortunately, now we're confronted with two lawsuits that are simple money grabs. They have nothing to do with public safety. This is an effort to protect high salaries. It's an effort to protect um, boat checks, which are the extremely large checks that some of these officers will be entitled to when they retire because they have unused sick leave. Um, And those are things that the people in the city can't afford. Uh, They're completely overwhelmed with high taxes. And there's um, there's no pathway for us to be able to sustain the city financially and continue to uh, ignore 
the high salaries and the other benefits and costs associated with these contracts. So what we've done is over months, and so Harry, this began in December of 2016, we started negotiating with both the police department and the fire department. So let me say at the outset, they do extraordinary work. Uh, there are heroes that work in both of those places and they're extraordinary public services. This has nothing to do with any of those issues. What it does have to do with is the reality that we cannot continue to pay the salaries that we're paying. We cannot continue to pay these boat checks at the end. We, we don't have the money. And so the city continues to be under pressure, continues to face these realities. And what we've asked is to find uh, a, uh, a, a, an agreeable spot where we can go forward. And rather than do that now, um, the, the police and fire have both sued the city. Um, exposing it to additional costs and, and time-consuming efforts to, de- to defend what we're trying to do, which is, in the end, a simple effort to give Atlantic City a pathway to sustain itself. Uh, and unfortunately, right now, uh, we're in court rather than resolving these issues and moving forward. Senator Chiesa, one passage in your letter, in fact, in both of your letters, same words, um, for both the officers and the sergeants and then the superior officers above them, Unfortunately, well, let me go back just a step. Over the past two months, representatives of the director and the city have tried to agree to modify the SOA. That would be for the, um, you know, the supervisors uh, association contract and just treat it like the same wording for the officers and sergeants contract in order to make it more affordable. Unfortunately, those efforts were not successful. Can you talk about how you tried over the past couple of months to resolve this? prior to your your memorandum of March 13th? Sure. Our team has had months-long negotiations with police and fire. These negotiations started at the end of December of 16, uh, because at the same time, remember, we were negotiating for weeks with the Borgata, because that was an enormous um, uh, structural impediment to the financial stability for the city. So we're doing all these things at the same time, but we recognized that we had to address the police and fire salaries, which are the highest salaries that the city that the city has. And so we started at the end of December. We continued through January. Initially, we told everybody that the date for implementation would be February 1st. Out of respect to both of them, we extended that date a bunch of times. Most recently with police, we extended it over last weekend because we were still having what we thought were productive negotiations. Uh, and so and any notion that this was a sudden or impulsive decision is simply not true. Um, and more importantly, any any uh, characterization as uh, of this and that, that maybe what this show that the mayor is going to put on today at City Hall is going to be about any notion that this is affecting public safety is simply inaccurate. What this is doing is giving a reality check to the city's finances. What this is doing is trying to create a sustainable path and trying to reach a, a settlement. And so, for example, one of the things we've done, Harry, is we've capped the salaries um, at $165,000 for the top, uh, for the chiefs. That number didn't come out of thin air. That's the, that's the salary that the county prosecutor makes, the chief law enforcement officer for Atlantic County and the chief law enforcement officer for every county in New Jersey. That's their salary. That makes sense. Uh, we can't go back to the days where the, the city was thick with cash and uh, there were no um, restrictions on what it could spend. And so these are simple um, benchmarks that we're trying to create that are fair. And, and as I said, they have nothing to do with public safety uh, and, and everything to do in, in terms of the posture of the, the police and fire. It simply have to do with issues of money and protecting the highest salaried employees. 
Senator, I don't know the answer to this. I'm just going to ask it. Did you consider at any point making it um, those that are in their position not be affected as much? And then in the future, this would be the salary guidelines, 15 steps from start to top pay for because anybody starting out new, they would know coming in. You, you've agreed this is the salary coming in. Was there a I understand it's a five, six hundred million dollar structural imbalance. So this is just for discussion purposes. But was there any consideration given to not affecting those in their position now and doing this going forward? We, we gave every different possibility uh, a discussion and a look. Again, we, we, we started this process, our team did, in the middle of November after Governor Christie gave us the appointment. And so we spent weeks going through uh, uh, reviewing with the, the accountants, reviewing with the leaders in the city, all of the issues that were confronting the city. Um, and so by the time we got to December and we started to negotiate, we had we had re- we had recognized and identified what the issues were, and so we knew we were operating in a situation where there were obviously obvious financial limitations. So we tried to be as respectful as we could in this process. One of the things we tried to do in the police negotiations, for example, was to offer an early retirement incentive for the folks that had been there for twenty plus years, so that they would um, wouldn't be as in- impacted as they would. Um, uh, without that early retirement incentive. And that was something that uh, we thought was a great benefit to them. Uh, again, unfortunately, uh, in the end, it wasn't something that uh, they found to, to be uh, uh, good enough for their negotiation. We're visiting live with Senator Jeff Chiesa, our former United States Senator, former New Jersey Attorney General, and Governor Christie's appointee as the Chief Executive Officer in Atlantic City. And we're reviewing not only his um, March 13, 2017 memorandum to all members of the police department. This is all members below the rank of Chief and deputy chief, every single person within the department directly affected uh, by these. I have to say, with the exception of one, unless there's any other exception that I don't know about. And let me put the senator on the spot, because I know I've been taking a lot of phone calls and text messages from people saying, oh, my gosh, Harry, because they know we're friends. Oh, your friend is he's, he's the tin man. He I mean, Josh Vidal got hit shot in the head and they're taking 30 percent, 40 percent when you take all the salary cuts and the fringe benefits and all this and co-pays and all this into consideration. And, Senator, I just want to put you on the spot. It's my understanding that Josh Vidal is not affected by this in any way. Can you comment on that? Josh Fidel is a hero, and he is completely unaffected by what we're doing. And then if anybody says, because they're already posting it on social media, and they're hitting me over the head with it, so if Josh Riddell is unaffected about it, you know, you have to get shot to, in, in order to not get affected. So this is, this, is a, um, it, this is a really sticky, sticky comment and question for me to pose, but uh, because I do not uh, dispute this exception one bit. I honor it. I celebrate it. I've known you forever. I know the kind of person that you are, and it doesn't surprise me that you were, you were able to carve out, obviously, a difficult exception, exemption or exception when other people are going to say, well, what about, what about me? I'm in danger every day, but but I, I didn't get shot in the head, so I, I, I get a 30% cut in pay or whatever the case might be. Is there any comment, and I, I don't want to put you terribly on the spot relative to this because I think you just did the pure, righteous, decent thing here. By not affecting Josh Fidel, who in the line of duty um, was was so you know gravely wounded, and he's making a, a, an incredible 
talk, I talk to people all the time. He's making an incredible comeback uh, from from his very serious wounds in the line of duty. But what what do you say to everybody else? Because they're saying it. What about everybody else? I, I, I don't know what else to say other than these were extraordinary circumstances for this young man. And I thought I did what was um, the only thing, the only right thing to do under the circumstances. Before we go to the break, because I want to talk a little bit more uh, with you, Senator, if you can stay for a little bit. Um, do you, you touched on it briefly. Do you have any comment about today's public safety rally? Because my understanding from sources that I have, an actual campaign is being launched today uh, to oppose the cuts that that have been, and I can't say proposed, they've been implemented. They took effect yesterday uh, on the fifth, actually two days ago on the 15th. Today's the 17th. Uh, Any comment on the rally that's going to be taking place at 12 noon today inside Atlantic City Hall? Well, uh, I would say this. this, These arguments have nothing to do with public safety. And Harry, I'll give you an example. Um, One of the things we're doing in identifying the Issues for the police department is there'll be a reduction in force from about mid 270s, 274 to 250. We asked the chief of police to give us the names of people that he believed uh, should be part of that reduction. Rather than give us a merit based, and by that I mean rather than identifying people who hadn't performed as well as others, rather than, than identifying people who had exposed the city to liability or to embarrassment. The mayor, uh, the, the chief of police simply sent us the 24 youngest, newest police officers as part of this process. There's nothing about that decision that advances public safety. Again, it's completely consistent with what I said. This is about protecting the highest salaried individuals. The arguments will be will be couched in terms of public safety in order to um, uh, alarm the public. This has nothing to do with public safety. This is about protecting the highest salaried individuals and the individuals with the highest benefits, plain and simple. And this decision where you're taking the youngest folks out, some of the some of the folks that are doing the most dangerous work. And by the way, all of these folks, police and fire are exposed to danger every day. I understand that. But there are folks that work certain shifts and work certain duties. And many of those will be the younger folks getting rid of all of them is not in the city's interest, is not addressing uh, public safety in any way, and is, again, a simple effort to protect the folks that are being protected here, which are the highest salaried individuals with the highest benefits. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hold our break. I'm going to take our break at the end. It will be the same difference, but then you won't have to hold through a break, and I think it's a better way to proceed so we don't lose the um, the energy and the momentum that we have uh, in what I think is a definitive, and a, a, it's... I know Jeff Chiesa, so, you know, you get the truth from Jeff Chiesa. You ask a question, you get an answer. You don't get gobbledygook and, you know, evasion and things like that. Here's another one that people are asking me because of all these cuts. Hey, Harry, what's up? Your, you know, your pal, your pal, Jeff, uh, he got the cops, he got the sergeants, he got the lieutenants, he's got the captains. Now, the department above that is only a chief and one Deputy Chief, I happen to like them both very, very much. So please, Chief and Deputy, I know you're both listening. Don't don't take offense to this. And I'm going to be visiting Monday morning at 8.05 with Deputy Chief on air, Billy Mazur. And I like them both, you know, very, very much. And the Mazers and the Hurleys, we go back a lifetime uh, in Atlantic City. But we haven't heard anything about the Chief and the Deputy Chief. Do they stay the same, unaffected? Or is it just, it's only two and it's been handled differently? What's the status of them? 
they are a part of this program as well. So, Harry, as I said before, the cap, the top salary that can that can occur is one sixty five. So, the chief salary, which I believe is all in two hundred ten thousand dollars currently, we go goes to one hundred sixty five thousand dollars, and Deputy Chief Mazur's salary goes into the high one fifties. All as part of this program, I believe his salary. Um, is in the in the 180s range right now, and so they are everybody. They are in a different category. You're correct, but every everybody who's involved in the police force is affected by this, including the chief and the deputy chief. Just knowing you, I told people informally that I would get an answer to this in the near future, and then you and I had the opportunity to speak yesterday and set this morning up, so we knew we would address this today. I said, I know Jeff Chiesa, there's no way. I said, just because there's not a third letter for just two people, I said, I guarantee you, knowing Jeff, uh, he's an equitable man, it would affect everybody from top to bottom, so question asked and question answered. Uh Things we can't really get into because we don't know. I mean, obviously, Judge Mendez is currently, I think, very close to making a decision on the fire department. Now the police have filed yesterday, so it remains to be seen whether he will hold that up and then work on both and announce both or announce the fire and get then get to work on the on the police case. So we can we don't we're not Kreskin. We don't have a, um, you know, a crystal ball to, to know what's going to happen there. So I'm not going to delve into the hypothetical because I don't think that's fair uh, to do that. But going forward, um, how are things in terms of your time as CEO on the job, uh, the, the pace of progress in your estimation? Give us your thoughts about how you think things are going. Listen, I, I think that, um, as I said before, when, when, when we when we arrived, Harry, you're talking about a half a billion dollar um, financial deficit for a town of 38,000 people. When you put that in context, it's it's really pretty overwhelming. And so what we've done um, is to go through and identify the, the largest hurdles. And as I said at the outset, to me, the Borgata issue had to be resolved one way or the other, because without a resolution of that issue, um, with that size of, uh, and that was $165 million uh, amount that was owed to the Borgata in total. We've now settled that for $72 million. So it's over $90 million in savings uh, for the city on that. And so I thought that was a, a, a great effort by the folks on our team. Um, and my team includes a, a bunch of people, including my my partners, Ron Israel and John Lloyd, who have been working tirelessly in Atlantic City and have done a tremendous job along with Melissa Salambini and others. Um, but that was a team effort to address that structural issue because it had to be addressed. And and so um, what we've done is I meet um, at least weekly um, with the governor to keep him in the loop as to what's going on. He's hyper-focused on what's happening in Atlantic City because of the amount of effort and time he's spent. And you know this, Harry, since the, since the governor got there in February 2010, he started focusing on Atlantic City and hasn't stopped. And so now this is our this is really the last chance um, to get the, the city on its feet to create a path to sustainability. Um, and, and while uh, many of these things are difficult decisions, if we don't make them, the consequences will be much, much more difficult for the city. Senator Chiesa, something else that people wonder, because, you know, the unknown, you don't know what you don't know. 
And a lot of folks in this food chain, they don't know you like I know you and that you are fair and that you're doing what you have to do. And even though it's tough for a lot of people to accept and nobody who I mean, I remember when I was an executive for Mr. Trump, we took a five percent cut in pay and we were happy to do it because we were in a situation where we had to every employee in the company. And this was thousands of people were affected. So we had to take a cut as well. You know, the, the top of the organization and we did it. Obviously, this is a lot more than that. But for those who wonder if this is potentially down the road, a bait and switch, is this the plan? And this is a sustainable plan uh, with going forward. Or could that uh, very much? I mean, I can tell you from everybody that I ever talked to on this topic, they hate the Camden model. They don't want that. Uh, I'm not suggesting that anything you've done suggests that that is in the future. But is, is this the plan or down the road? Could that be the model that would also be visited uh, somewhere down down the path. What are your thoughts about that? Well, my thoughts are uh, I was hopeful that with the negotiations we've had and the proposals that we've made, we could keep both these forces intact, and that's always been our goal. Uh, as I said, you know, you have hundreds of dedicated professionals that are involved in the public safety in Atlantic City, and so I I, I really have been focused on trying to do that. Um, I don't know what the future is going to hold, uh, but I'll tell you that um, the governor hasn't placed any restrictions on our decision making. And so no issue or no alternative or solution is off the table. Uh, I'm hopeful to, to resolve it through the process that we engaged in. Right now we're in court. Um, and so we have to see what happens in that process. But there is no alternative that's off the table. Well, I, I kind of expected that to be your answer because you don't know what's going to happen if the court were to overturn and then all these salaries remained as they are. Let's just say I'll give you one hypothetical that I think is fair. If you lost in the courts and in, even in the appeal process, if it was appealed, you lost. And then all these salaries stayed at the level that they are uh, by court order. Explain to your listeners, Senator Chiesa, is that sustainable for the Atlantic City tax base? to be able to make those payments? It's not sustainable, period. And and you want to go back to this community of 38,000 people and, and keep raising their taxes? I can tell you that um, as it, the mayor will have this show today in City Hall, I can't imagine many of the taxpayers or Atlantic City are going to be part of this because I've spoken to many of them and they're tired of simply watching salaries go up, watching these benefits get paid out, and not and, and continuing um, to struggle to pay their mortgage payments and continuing to have to pay higher taxes. That is an impossible conversation to have with those folks. They're already completely overwhelmed by the tax burden that they have. There is no revenue solution to this, Harry. In other words, there's no ability to continue to raise taxes and pretend that that's going to solve the problems. It's exactly um, like this, the state issue and the way Governor Christie's gone about it. We have to find solutions that address the costs to the taxpayers. And unless we get those costs under control, this is not sustainable. We have three minutes left with Senator Jeff Chiesa. He is Governor Christie's appointed chief executive officer of Atlantic City. If you're not aware, I think everybody is, but on March 13th, in a, in a directive to all police personnel in Atlantic City, Senator Chiesa announced the new pay scales, the new uh, medical fringe benefits, additional payments 
that are required, the new copay for prescription, both generic and non-generic, uh, the new copay structure and everything relative uh, overtime, hours worked, 86 hours, you know, all these different delineations that are in there. So it is it, it is out. It is in effect as of the 15th of this month, and it is now in full effect. And obviously it's, it's uh, now pending litigation as well. How has the cooperation been between the city of Atlantic City to you and your folks you to them, how would you describe the atmosphere? Well, listen, we came down with the hope that we'd have a productive uh, relationship. And, and so uh, I continue to speak with and have a productive relationship with the city council, um, with all of the members. And, and they all know that they can come speak with me anytime that they want. We started off in a way with the mayor that um, we had that open communication. Uh, but as you know, Harry, in the lawsuit that was filed by the fire department, the lead certification filed in support of a lawsuit against the city of Atlantic City is by the mayor of Atlantic City. And so in light of that, and I'm a defendant in that lawsuit, the governor's a defendant, I'm a defendant, um, that is not uh, that has not resulted in a, any, any kind of productive relationship. And in fact, um, because I'm a defendant in the lawsuit, it really eliminates the possibility of having conversations with him going forward. And, I'll, and I just want to talk about one other issue real quick on that, yep. on the lawsuit. Now, we talked about this briefly, and those are the boat checks. These are the checks that uh, some officers will be entitled to, six-figure checks. Uh, these are the kinds of things that have been talked about for years um, since the governor got elected, and it, it, it cripples uh, municipal budgets when you have checks of two, three hundred thousand dollars per individual. The, the accumulated liability on that issue alone, so that is just the boat checks, just the terminal leave checks for unused sick time between police and fire is nineteen million dollars. You explain to me or you try to explain to a taxpayer in Atlantic City how there's any fairness in that when the city's got a five hundred million dollar uh, deficit. Um, it's irreconcilable. And so that's one aspect I point out of the liability that's facing the city and why we're asking for the steps that we're taking. And by the way, in the negotiations with the police, we have expressed some willingness to, to compromise on that issue. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, none of that compromise resulted in a, in a resolution. Senator Chiesa, thank you for the very candid responses to uh, issues that are certainly on a lot of people's minds here, uh, because not only Atlantic City, but obviously Atlantic County is greatly affected. They have to put 10 budgets together every year because they don't know exactly what impact Atlantic City is going to have countywide. So these these issues involve one city at one level, but they do involve the additional 22 municipalities in Atlanta County because everyone is affected by it. So uh, you promised uh, early on you'd stay close, and you have. And uh, I look forward to our next visit. Harry, thank you very much. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'll talk with you soon. Thank you, Senator. Senator Jeff Chiesa, we'll be back. ACPrimetime.com and AC Primetime Radio, sponsored by Lacey Cleaning, the best in carpet cleaning and construction site cleanups, turnover service for those who rent out their properties. Make sure you reach out to the man. He is Chad from Lacey Cleaning. Call him the best. LaceyCleaning.com. That's L-A-C-E-Y Cleaning.com. And AC Primetime Radio, also sponsored by Get Smart Digital, the fastest-growing digital marketing and online advertising company in the Atlantic City region and all of South Jersey. Visit GetSmartDigital.com.